The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Well, it's safe to say we probably never met. Even still, if a betting man was I, I'd bet every single... Well, good morning. Uh, we welcome you here to our show live here in the Super Talk radio station, downtown Corinth, uh, on a really cold morning. Uh, this morning when I got up and looked around, it was showing like it was 26 degrees, felt like it was like 14 degrees, oh. wind chill factor, and hey, the wind's still pretty rough outside. But man, we're excited about being here this morning. It's January the 20th. Uh, it's supposed to be cold, Wesley. Yeah. It's uh, that's that time of the year. It's good hunting weather is what it is, Tom. Yeah. Well, for the ones that hunt, some of us works and some of us does ministry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about duck hunting on the way over here. And Wesley, I think he was getting the fever to go duck hunting or something. Well, it's, it's usually this time of year, every year, whenever it hits me because the weather starts to get right, the ducks start to come down, and I, I seem like I'm missing out. But I, I'm glad to be here for sure. I don't, yeah. don't think I'm really missing nothing I ain't seen before out there. Well, we're excited about today's show where we're going to talk about hope. Uh, you know, we uh, and, and our goal today is share a little hope with you in some mm-hmm. ways. Maybe some words to encourage you, some words to challenge you, some words to look at, you know, to kind of look at and see where I'm at. We, we talk about hope. We want to be hope dealers uh, every day. Uh, we have an opportunity to sit with a lot of folks that are struggling in life. Wesley, yesterday... Uh, we was on the phone with several people yesterday afternoon that was uh, struggling. Yeah, we've uh, we've started to ramp up uh, admissions over at the Freedom Center, so we've been in contact with a lot of people over the past, I guess, two weeks. And, you know, there's a lot of hurting people around, and I, I figured after we kind of had this idea that after New Year's we would start to get a little bit more interest in it. You know, sometimes it's hard for people to commit through the uh, holidays, but... Over the past few weeks, we've really seen uh, seen some people that were hurting, looking for some hope in something, looking for freedom. And uh, as as always, we point them to Christ every time. If we can't help them at our program, we want to help them to get into another program. So I've been talking to a, a guy I knew up there around Tennessee that we tried to get into the Nashville Rescue Mission earlier last month, but things didn't work out. And lo and behold, he's landed himself in jail. And of course, now you know he's looking for that hope. He's in jail, yeah. and, he, and he's hopeless, and so, you know, I'm hoping things come together for him, but there's a lot going on. Bobby, a lot of people needing help. on the way here, me and Wesley received this text, and I won't use the name, but I'll read the text because this is a text, I mean, you get a lot, uh, and here's someone that's just needing some help and needing some hope today. Uh, I'm dealing with uh, CPS. I desperately need help with getting my kids back home with me. I have two kids, and my babies just want to come back home with me and their daddy. I can't get any farther in the process unless I get to into some kind of home or some sort of rehab. I'm reaching out to you for some help. Bobby, it's almost like <clears throat> they use the word help there, and you can flip it and say hope. They're desperately needing some hope today, Bobby. And so you, you receive that message a lot, Bobby. So mm-hmm. how, how did... How do we respond or how do, how do we go about? Well, I mean, you know, the, the uh, simple answer is uh, we can help, you know, and, uh, and that gives them hope. 
you know, that they're not alone, that there's an answer to the problem. Uh, what they'll come to discover is, though, that the hope is actually not in us. Mm. It's not in our programs. It's not in our ability to help them jump through the hoops that CPS will put them through in order to get their kids back. But their hope is in God, uh, and he'll straighten them out so that they'll actually be the parent that God wants them to be. Uh, and they won't have to worry about CPS coming to pick their kids up anymore. And so we start with uh, we'll help, uh, and that gives them hope. Uh, and they know they're not alone. Uh, they know that somebody will come and share their burden with them uh, and uh, can give practical care. Uh, but ultimately, we want to turn uh, their hearts and minds towards the Lord and so that they can really get the hope that they're looking for. Well, and sometimes, Bobby, in them situations, we often see maybe uh, their families has uh, a lot of families not not able to help them, not don't know how to help them, are not willing to help yeah. them. And you know, a lot of times we we receive a phone call from the other side saying, "Well, there's just no hope for them. They're just not going to do right, Bobby." Mm -hmm. So how do we continue to go about it? Well, I mean, it, it's true, right? I mean, I, if I get burned enough times uh, by you, uh, I'm going to tell my buddy that there ain't no help in that rascal, right? And and because here's what I have a tendency to do. I have a tendency to look at you and think that you ought to be able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and help yourself out. And so what I do when I betray I betray my heart when I say that, because what I'm really saying is that God can't help my friend. I'm not really saying, I mean, it's obvious that you can't help yourself and that you're in a mess, but what? But where we can't be uh, as people of faith is we can't ever look at a person and think that God can't help them. I mean, if he can come and help the Gadarene demoniac, he can help me, and he can help my buddy, because I ain't never seen none of them as that bad, you know. Well, hope's a big word. We see it in a lot of ways. I'm part of Living Free Ministries, and uh, they uh, yesterday in Chattanooga, we uh, they had put a new president in place there, Greg Keelan, and one of their uh, drives this year uh, and things they use is hope on horizon, and they use uh, Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through 14. And, and they're trying, you know, using that as a campaign to raise some money and stuff for their worldwide ministry where they help millions of people. Uh, you it, know, you, and, and if you don't, if you want me to after the break, I'll do this. But I'd like to unpack that passage to show you how that this is so much like addiction and a person who's in addiction or this person that we just got on the Internet and how you can look at your circumstances and think there is no hope mm -hmm. and how God can tell you that in your circumstances, which are your fault, which are your fault, that you can still have hope and that God hasn't abandoned you. And, and that's what that passage is all about in its historical context and in what he, he, that he ends up saying to us, which many of us have that verse on our refrigerators. Right. Well, we're going we're gonna to give you a chance to unpack that a little more in the second segment. But I, as I asked the smartest guy outside, you know, the guy that's a little smarter than Bobby, I found one person, Mr. Google, uh, he says hope means it's a feeling of expectation 
and desire for a certain thing to happen. So, Bobby, we've got to have hope in our life to go forward. Now, we had a president elected a few terms ago, uh, Barack Obama. He come out with a book, but I think he had the book out before he was elected president, The Audacity of Hope. And uh, so I, I, th I thought about that this morning, but I wanted to look up the word audacity and see what that meant. And it meant that the state of being bold or daring, particularly with disregard for danger or rudeness. Yeah, it basically means this, Tommy. How dare you say that we can have hope? You know, I mean, it's like, look at this situation we're in. How dare you? You know, the audacity of you to say that we could actually have hope. And, and that is the Christian message. The Christian message is that we have a surprising hope. We have a supernatural hope. It's hard to believe. And as a matter of fact, if you've been burnt a lot your, your whole life, or if somebody's been burning you your whole life, it's hard to have hope in them. We talk about it all the time. We talk to parents who don't have hope in their kids mm -hmm. who are in recovery. Sure. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. We, we see it all the time, you know? I mean, and like people have lost hope and, and, and they look at us and we, when we say we have hope, we have hope in what God's doing in your person's life. And they, they say to us, well, how, the audacity of you to have yeah. hope. Well, because my hope's not in that guy. Yeah. My hope's in the Lord who's helping that guy. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the shift that you, we have to make. Is my hope is in the Lord. My hope ain't in Tommy Wilson or Bobby Capps or Wesley. No. Goodness gracious, I know us. <laughs> my hope's in the Lord, you know, who, who is at work in our hearts and lives and doing his work in us. Wes? Whenever we have a, a hope in ourselves, it's a wavering hope. When we have hope in Jesus, it's something we can count on. That's it. And that's, uh, you know, when we come to these situations that seem hopeless to other people, it's not that we're having hope in ourselves, like you said, Bobby, but we're bringing the hands and feet of Jesus with us where we go. And that, you know, cause coming off of a season where we called our show Help, that, that's what hope is help with work boots on. <laughs> you know. Well, we, uh, we're going to talk a lot about hope today. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some perception and reality of that, Bobby. Uh, we'll go to that passage in Jeremiah that you just uh, offered to break down for us. Uh, we want to give you our phone number to text. Now it's a text line only six six two six zero three nine eight two nine. And if you've got someone that lives in another state or somewhere out of our range, uh, if you'd like for them to join us, it's Super Talk dot. FM Corinth, you can listen anywhere. Uh, I've, I've sat in uh, Jimmy Carter's President Library in Atlanta and listened to Wesley and Bobby here. Uh, I've sat on the beach in Gulf Shores and listened to them, so you can listen anywhere. Uh, we're thankful for our sponsors. Uh, we, we're almost a year into this program, and we're gaining sponsors. We're thankful for our sponsors. Uh, Wilco uh, Real Estate, my wife, uh, the real estate market's hot, buying and selling. Uh, you want to get a hold of my wife's team to, for all your real estate needs. Subway, my friend Daniel Alter here that has three stores here local. He has other stores in our uh, region here, Ripley, Walnut, Adamsville, Savannah, and, and uh, Pitwick. They're in Counts, too, and even in Red Bay. So uh, visit one of the Subway stores today and get you a foot long. Gatlin's Pharmacy in Tishomingo. You want to use them for your pharmacy needs there in Tishomingo County? They will fix you up. Nick Bain, for any of your legal needs, we use Nick, 
And we, uh, we uh, uh, really encourage you to use Nick. Living Free Ministries and Crosswind Ministries. They've been in town a long time, uh, just helping folks and offering hope every day. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with our second segment. I'm Tommy Wilson, and Freedom Center is now open. The Freedom Center is a men's residential program for men that struggle with life-controlling problems. Men will be coming to our center to get help, and our answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. We will see men transformed to become better husbands, dads, and leaders in their community. Need information? Please call 662-287-3344 or look on our webpage, carandfreedomcenter.com. Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. If you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines, Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, I'm Tommy Wilson, Car and Mattress Furniture Outlet, Highway 72. Happy New Year! Going into this new year, I know there's two things you need. is a good pair of shoes and a great mattress to make your day better. I can't help you with the shoes, but I can help you with a new mattress and save you a lot of money too. I also can help you with a recliner, lift chair, adjustable beds, and so much more. Come see us at 1209 Highway 72. Just remember, we are located three miles west of high prices, and you want to buy your mattress from me, Tommy Wilson. Happy New Year! Bain & Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain & Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines & Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Bain & Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps. Welcome back. Leslie We're Jackson. live here at Super Talk Radio Station, downtown Corinth, on a cold January morning. Man, uh, a lot of things going on. And, uh, Bobby, we're talking about hope. Uh, last night, I was at East Boonville Baptist Church, and we carried our guys down there. And J.J. Jasper from American Family Radio was sharing uh really about how him and his wife and family got through losing their son uh they had an accident out on their farm where a dune buggy turned over and mm. uh killed his uh, young son cooper i think in the year 2009 mm. 
And he was sharing with them folks last night how his faith brought him through that. So in other words, what he to me, what he was really doing was in, he was encouraging folks, but he was sharing hope that you can get through it. Mm-hmm. It may not be easy, and it ain't never going to go away. But, you know, you can get to the point where you can walk forward. And uh, I thought he'd done a tremendous job last night. But uh, he, uh, he was just really sharing hope in that situation. So, uh, you know, we all face different situations. A lot of our situations is with drug addictions. It may be someone that's listening to us today that's lost a loved one, their spouse, uh, their dad, their mom, whatever the situation may be. Uh, JJ had lost his five-year-old boy uh, that he was sharing about, and he he wrote a book, Losing Cooper. Mm. and uh things but uh we we have to have hope to go forward absolutely and um you know the the uh, living freeze uh motto this year is hope on the horizon and and um and it is sometimes that we really it's hard for us to see the light at the end of the tunnel Mm. you know i mean like even our guys that are in the rehab or if you're ever working with somebody who's really dug themselves a pretty deep hole it they just sometimes it's really hard for them to see how they're going to be able to get out of it you know how am i going to put my life back together i want to be a stable you know godly person you know thriving and and all of that and how in the world uh, am i going to put that all together and and it is true that when they picked this verse out of jeremiah 29 what they did was is they picked a verse that is a uh, familiar uh, to all of us, l- l- listen to the one that, that you guys are familiar with. Well, I know the plans that I've planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I have plans to give you future filled with hope. So, build with hope. And so, here's, here's the, uh, here's the uh, problem. Why would, ha- why would God have to say that to his people? I mean, goodness gracious, you know, he had been with them for so long. Why would he, why would he have to say, I, I don't have plans to harm you? Why would he have to say, I have a positive future for you filled with hope? Why would he have to say that to them? Well, because here's why. They had rebelled against him. They had disobeyed, disobeyed him. They had internal, internally so broken down as a country because of their sin and their foolishness that they were easy pickings for outside countries. And God told them through Jeremiah, he said, listen, you're going to get wiped out. You guys have completely disobeyed me. You've become weak on the inside. Uh, you've turned on yourselves. By the way, that in case you're wondering, I'm not talking about the United States, <clears throat> or I am. <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, you've, you've, you've uh, left me. You've abandoned the God who loved you and brought you into the promised land. And let me tell you, uh, you're fixing to get taken over because uh, there are people uh, that are going to come in and wipe you out. And he said, and by the way, uh, they're going to drag you out of here. And they did. And they drug them over to Baghdad, Iraq, which is the it's Babylon, right? That's the same, same city. It's... Uh, and they drug them to uh, Iraq, and and then what they did was they said, um, "Listen, uh, you got to be here for seventy years." 
this is the consequences of the mess you've made of your life is that for 70 years you're going to be in somebody else's country. And so you can imagine that they didn't have no hope, that it was gone. It was stripped out of them, and it was their own fault. And so not only did they know that they were in trouble, but God had told them that they had a long stay. But listen to what he told them. Listen to what he said. Look up a little bit further. Look up a little bit further, and here's what he said. So in verse 4 of chapter 29 in Jeremiah, the, the Lord of the heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all of those who he sent into exile, <laughs> right? Yeah. He said this, I want you to build houses, and I want you to settle down, and I want you to plant gardens, and I want you to eat what, you've, what they produce. I want you to marry and have sons and daughters. I want you to find wives for your sons. And allow your daughters to get married so that they too can have sons and daughters. I want you to grow in numbers. I do not want you to dwindle away. This translation says multiply. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. And listen, he says, I want you to work to see that the city that I've sent you in, this pagan city where you think everything's unclean in that city, and it is, I want you to see that the city that I've sent you to, I want you to make sure that because of you, that city prospers. That it, that the, and that the exiles... Enjoy prosperity and peace. And I want you to pray for the city I put you in. I drug you here because of your sin and your suffering, and it's a heathen nation. But I want you to flourish there, and I want you to pray for the people there that, who are your enemies. And I want you to make sure that their city prospers. And he says, because, by the way, if their city prospers, your city will prosper. And then he says, I have not given up on you. I'm going, there's hope in your future. But, but, and so you, we think about how this applies to our guys. Think about how this applies to the mess you've made of your life if you've made a mess of it. The mess your kid made of his life if he's made a mess of it. I'll tell you this, that the day that he turns to the Lord, the day that he begin, he can, he can right there begin sowing good seeds, mm -hmm. settle down, begin to establish his home, and there may be a lot of suffering around because of the consequences of what... I remember, Tommy, that you told me that you were in so steep with some guys that it took years to settle it all. You know what I mean? And, and it's just like there was a lot of suffering that you still had to go through that were a consequence. But guess what happened? You stabilized. You built a home. You settled down with your wife. Right? You began to go forward. You began to trust the Lord. You began to bless the community around you. And you still had trouble that was coming in from the left and the right that was a consequence of the foolishness of your early life. But, but what happened was that God said, Listen, Tommy, I haven't given up on you. I want you to, I want you to do what's right today. You're going to suffer the consequences of what you did yesterday. But I want you to plant seeds in the ground and bless the people around you and know this, that I haven't given up on you. I have plans for you, and my plans aren't to harm you. You're here on your own doing, right? One, my one, plans aren't to harm you. They're to give you hope and to give you a future. 
one of the one of the things that we often tell someone and we've we've told them all this week is to keep showing up Mm -hmm. it's not going to be easy when you're coming out of a hole when you're coming out of a mess whatever that mess be uh, a lot of ours is addiction messes and and things that was created out of that but wesley we have them you got to keep showing up yeah show up at your support group meeting listen it don't have to be living free but you better be showing up somewhere and uh, show up at the Bible study. Show up at the church. Show up at, at work. Show up at home. Be at home when you're supposed to be at home. I, I tell people my wife used to beg me to come home. Now she begs me to go somewhere <laughs> once in a while. Listen, you, you've got to show up. We're, we're studying Ruth on Tuesday mornings, uh, Wesley. And one of the things we figured out in chapter 1 through chapter 2, Ruth showed up. Kept showing up. She went out to glean the corners of the field. God had a bigger blessing for her, but she kept showing up. So the deal is we have to show up to, to look for this hope. We, you know, it, uh, I love the word audacity. It, it, we're going to be bold about it. Mm-hmm. There is hope. And, 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 and I, I'm telling you, there is hope. Well, and a lot of people, Tommy, you know, the Lord says, don't be deceived, God's not mocked, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap, right? And Wesley just had that up. We were on the same page. And so, and, and here's the thing. But he, he says it in both directions. He says, if you sow, you know, to the flesh, then you're going to ha- reap the destruction. But he also says, if you sow to the Spirit, then you're also going to reap the, its fruits. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I tell people. Many people, think about it this way. Many people sowed seeds a while ago, yeah. and they're reaping the bitter fruit of that. And, and so what they want to do is they want that bitter fruit to go away. Well, how does the bitter fruit go away? Well, sow the r- better oh, seeds right, right now, and uh-huh. then guess what? You'll get to reap those again also, right? And you'll, you'll reap them later, but you'll reap them, and you'll also be able to bear under the suffering that you're going through and be trained by it, and it won't harm you. It'll do you good, you know? All too often just in, in what we do, you see the guys that, sow those seeds in the wrong spot and and walking through that 70-year period like they did there in Jeremiah ain't comfortable. It ain't something you look forward to doing, but it's something you have to do to get on the other side of it. And, you know, you say show up, Tommy. We've uh, we've talked to a few guys that we had in mind to come to the program, and they didn't show up that first day. show up. That first day. If you're sitting out there today and you're just – you're waiting to get started on the journey. You can always put it off tomorrow and put it off tomorrow. And I did it for years, just kept putting it off tomorrow. But if you don't get that first step under you and show up that first time, you can't show up again tomorrow. So that's right. It's one day at a time, showing up each day and, and, and putting your best foot forward and sowing those right seeds that you're talking about. Right, right on, Wesley. And sometimes, sometimes we, you know, it's not hope that uh, brings us uh, to Tommy. You know, no, and no. it's not, it, it, it's like, I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I need help. And so fair enough. But what we're trying to do is, as soon as you call us, what we're trying to put a little gleam in your eye, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and let you know that there's yeah. hope for you. Well, the clock is moving too fast. We got to take our uh, break. <clears throat> we'll be right back with our third segment. <laughs>
This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number number is 662-287-5600. You know, one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is quite simply, what type of help do y'all provide? Well, Crosswind is set up to be a highly diverse, one-stop shop of sorts for people who are troubled or are in trouble. Because of the many relationships we have cultivated over the last 16 years, I like to think we're equipped to either serve most needs directly or indirectly, and we do not discriminate. So, Just a few things that we do at Crosswind is we transition and secure families from homelessness into permanent housing. We conduct two Tutoring in after-school programs, we provide no-cost biblical counseling to hurting families and individuals through the Crosswind Biblical Counseling Center that we just established. We have the opportunity to feed hundreds of hungry residents through our mobile and stationary meal programs. We mentor and equip new and expectant mothers through our partnership with One by One Ministries and the Oasis Medical Center, and host weekly clothing drives for neighbors in need of seasonal apparel. And these are just a few things that we do and we we try not to limit ourselves and instead just answer the need as it comes in the door or calls us on the phone. So if you are in need of help, please call us or come see us at Crosswind on 703 Tate Street. We're here to help. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, They know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back to our show, uh, Hope. Uh, we're here in the Super Talk Radio Station, and uh, we're, uh, we're discussing uh, some scripture today. We've been in Jeremiah 29, a very common scripture. You know, a lot of people use that scripture. Bobby, you broke it down a little bit there. But, Bobby, we, we talked a lot yesterday, and the past few days about two big words that's uh, in our lives that can deceive us of hope, can lead us in the wrong direction. We talked about perception and reality with people dealing with perception and reality. And I'd like to take this segment and break that down a little bit about how perception really rules our life and how does what is perception? And, and how, does, how does it become larger than life to us? Yeah. Well, I mean, the simple, the simple way to say it is perception is the way I see something. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the way I see anything, right? The way I see my life, the way I see the world, the way I see politics, the way I see money, the way I see everything, right? And so perception is just how I see something. And, and of course, our problem is that we begin to trust in our perception 
And our perception, God says that you're a fool to trust in your perception, right? And so what happens is that he says, there's a way that seems right to us, but the end thereof is a way of death. And, and, and literally in the Proverbs, it says, if a man trusts in his own mind, he's a fool, right? And, and like, think about this. He said, in, in Isaiah, the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Well, how did we go astray? Well, we turned everyone to our own way. There was a way that seemed right to us. We had a perception. We, we thought that this was the right way or this was the right way or this was, you know, or, and, and our perceptions influence you know, by all these different things. But ultimately, our perception is just the way we see things. Yesterday, you broke it down. Our perception is uh, influenced on us by uh, our religion, uh, the way we was raised, our our culture, our our family influence. So you broke that down really good yesterday, Bobby, and the way that perception is, uh, is influenced in our life. Break that down for us. Yeah, so like a perception is, you know, what I end up believe, you know, how I see things based on, based my, on how I was raised, yeah. right? My family, my belief system. Yeah, ba- and and so my perception is my belief system. Another, if you want to use a philosophical word here, it would be your worldview. Yeah. Right. You know, or you know the way I see things. You know, and my worldview was shaped. It was influenced by my world. Right. That's why we call it a worldview, and it was influenced by. My family, it was influenced by my culture, the world, the flesh, and the devil, if you will. It was influenced by things that happened to me. And we talk a lot about that, you by know. About the trauma. Yeah, we talk about things that have happened to me. Like, for instance, if I was treated uh, when, when uh, uh, Tommy, you and I, uh, and now Wesley, because he's part of seeing this, uh, you know, over our years of ministry together have seen extraordinary percentage of people who've end up in addiction started with abuse and that is uh that uh like for instance we 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 did a just a in-house thing of you know it was a a significant percentage and and i don't want to like tease out too much of it because i want to keep some confidence there but a significant percentage you know, like of, of women that we work with have had prepubescent sexual abuse, mean, meaning before they actually hit puberty, they'd already been sexually abused. Well, here's what happens is that my psyche, that is the way I see the world, is influenced by that abuse. So I begin to believe, if you will, I begin to see the world through those lens. And, here, and what are those lens about me? And what are those lens about the world? Well, the world is... Here's my lens about the world. I can't trust authority figures because it's usually my uncle or my dad or my stepdad or my grandpa that did it, right? And so I can't trust the people I'm supposed to trust. I was supposed to be able to trust my dad, my uncle, my grandpa, blah, 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 blah. And I just learned through this experience that I can't trust people, right? Here's another thing that happens. They dehumanized me and treated me like a piece of meat. And therefore... I sometimes will begin to believe that therefore I am worthless. I am nothing, right? Because I was treated like I was nothing. And so trauma shapes the way I see things. 
it really messes my mind up. By the way, the fall, sin itself, right, and everything that came after the fall, the fact that we sin against each other and then that we sin also, that we're sinned against and that we sin both, uh, is a function of this broken belief system, this bro- broken worldview, this broken way of seeing, if you will, uh, which we call perception. It becomes a very dysfunctional view, Bobby. That's right. And which we seems to believe, I mean, we, we, we believe it's right. Mm-hmm. And so it creates seems a right. dysfunctional living in our, our life. And uh, so... You know, in in that situation, Bobby, where's the hope for somebody? Somebody's got to have some hope to come out of that. And, and you know, we all deal with that. I mean, if, if you don't believe you deal with this, you're in a very dysfunctional state of mind right now. Yeah, it's I called mean, denial. Yeah, it's called a deep state of denial. We all uh, deal with perception because we all have had some dysfunctional things happen in our life. You know, and there's three T's that I use a lot, Bobby. The trauma, uh, the trials, and the, uh, well, I went blank. Temptation. Uh, Temptation. Oh, no, that ain't temptation. The trials, uh, trauma, and things. But they, uh, we all face them things within them situations. Mm -hmm. But, Bobby, for someone that's dealing, how do do we come out of that? You know, we, we seem devalued. We don't have no value to us we don't bring nothing worthy to the table Mm -hmm. and so how do we come out of that we i mean it starts at early age these kids six seven eight year old that's already into this state Mm -hmm. and and you know they're going to become 40 year old and 50 year old adults battling with the same problem unless they find someone to share the hope with yeah and it's not just addiction so i i hope that you're not listening out there and and think that this uh hasn't affected you and uh, because we all see uh, through the glass dimly, you know, um, and so I uh, so the answer is, of course, that there is reality, truth and and it's outside of us, not inside of us. So here's what happens if the, the Bible's characterized the nation of Israel over and over again in the book of Judges by this line. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes, right? And so what happens is that I have something that seems right to me. Uh, I trust in my own understanding when the Bible says lean not on your own understanding. I, 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 what happens is that I have uh, this way of seeing, uh, and at some point we have to realize that I don't see clearly. I don't see things the way that they are. I see things the way that I am. And so what happens is I have to realize that truth and reality and life is outside of me. And for the believer, that truth is Jesus and his word. Thy word is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. I don't do what's right in my own eyes. I don't do what seems right to me. That's a fool who trusts in his own mind. It, thy word is the thing that lights my path. And, and Jesus said, when you know the truth, you'll be what? Set free. But he could have also just said, 
another thing, set free from what? Set free from this dysfunctional perception, this this dysfunctional view of the world and yourself and God and everything else. And one of one of the the guys in the in the studio here with me made a comment that we have evidence too. What happens is that when we begin to perceive something or, or see something, then what happens is that the world will reinforce that with evidence, right? So in other words, I'll think I'll think that all authority figures are out to get me. And so guess what? I'll t- every time a cop pulls over, I'll, pulls me over, I'll say, "See there?" You know what I mean? And every time and what I do is I reinforce my own world view and guess what I'm doing? I'm making it grow and grow and grow into this big monster until pretty soon I'm pretty sure that everybody's out to get me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Our and, national media don't help with that. No, exactly. No, and it, that it, but, but that dysfunctional just, creates stories. That's <laughs> right, right? And so it's all and, and so chaos. I, chaos. I heard the president today, not to pick on the president. I honor the president and everyone that God puts in authority. And but I heard him today. Um, they had asked him. Uh, this was the news uh, thing report that I listened to on the way in. They had asked. Uh, they had told him that his approval rating had dropped really bad. And guess what he said? I don't believe that. And so he's in denial, right? I mean, it's like instead of saying, "I know it, man," and I've just really got to do a better job, or I've got to sell sell my message better, or something, he just said, "I don't believe it." Right. So because I because he has a way that seems right to him and he isn't allowing himself to see reality. Well, here's my point about that is that and and boy, that might have been a bad example. And I certainly wasn't trying to be political. I was just an example that I heard on the way in. Here's the thing. You know what my hope is? My hope is not in me. My hope is not in me figuring it out. My hope is not in me finally getting it right. My hope is in God and his word. And my hope is to believe that there is a guy who does have it figured out. And his name ain't Bobby Caps. It's the Lord God. And then for me to put my hope in him and for me to put my hope in his word and then in fellowship. So me and you and Wesley, when we get together, we're not supposed to sit there and try to figure out who has the best idea either. The three of us are supposed to go to God and see what he has to say about it, right? Because all three of us need to push each other and point each other to the word of God, which is the lamp to our feet and the light to our path. One of the main, the biggest perceptions that we see and deal with Wesley in a lot of ways is some people believe that well I've been an addict I've been a mess up my whole life I'm just going to be a mess up my whole life I'll be this addict my whole life and that that's perception being blind to to the truth because you don't have to be an addict that's it you don't have to be a mess your whole life you can start a new journey today and you can get it turned around. Now, it's not nothing you can go to the Dollar General, and we have many of them in our uh, state, but you can't go there and buy it uh, to uh, to start. You have to start doing something about it. Yeah, these, these dysfunctional views and this fallen view that we're looking through our lens, would get, they'll just lead us to think that we, uh, the shame that comes with it, we have no purpose. It robs us of our purpose, and it, and it takes all hope we have, and that's... That, that gives us a dark perception of what reality is. Well, reality. And, and if you want to lose hope, that's exactly right, Wesley. If you want to lose hope, the Bible said the man who hopes in himself is a fool. That's and it. so, and well, you want to lose hope, go, yeah, knock yourself one, out. One of the most, <laughs> hey, we're going to have to go to the break. But listen, 
One of the most misleading, dysfunctional quotes we can say is just follow your heart, oh, yeah. Bobby. Yeah. Hey, the Bible says my heart is deceitful and wicked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always seem to make a, a bad situation worse when I did that. Hey, we're going to take her uh, break. We'll be back uh, right back with her last segment. Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, I'm Tommy Wilson, Corn Mattress Furniture Outlet, Highway 72. Happy New Year! Going into this new year, I know there's two things you need. is a good pair of shoes and a great mattress to make your day better. I can't help you with the shoes, but I can help you with a new mattress and save you a lot of money too. I also can help you with a recliner, lift chair, adjustable beds, and so much more. Come see us at 1209 Highway 72. Just remember, we are located three miles west of high prices, and you want to buy your mattress from me, Tommy Wilson. Happy New Year! Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, guys, we're back with our last segment this morning on January the 20th. What a great show. A lot of great conversations we've been having. Uh, we're talking about hope. Uh, we, we've talked about perception. We've talked about reality. And, and how, you know, the perception makes us into a dysfunctional view. And we have a lot of influence into that, Bobby. But the good news is we can come out of it. And we see folks come out of it. I would love to see a lot more come out of it, and we do. But, hey, it, it, it takes a lot of work to put in and uh, probably a lot of soul searching there, too. And a lot of, you know, 
people don't want to deal with pain in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We're stuffers. Uh, we're, we don't want to deal with it. Well, because here's what we think. We, th- we think we can't face it and make it. We think, we think we're afraid to face things because it hurt so bad when it happened. We're afraid that if we face it, that it'll that we won't even be able to survive it because we barely survive. And I always tell people this: Listen, you survive the real thing, you'll do fine with the memory of it. You know what I mean? If you can actually survive the real thing, and you showed up here, we need to face it properly because if you don't face it properly, here's what'll happen: You'll still believe the lies that you ended up believing because of it. So like, for instance, let's say that somebody treated me like garbage and now I believe that I'm garbage. Well, you'd better face that and realize that just because a person treated you like garbage doesn't mean you're garbage. It means that they treated you like garbage, right? They sinned against you, but that didn't change the you. I would almost say them folks that was treating you like garbage probably felt like garbage themselves. Oh, man. Yeah, because, Straight I mean, up. that's the reason they do it. That's right. An angry person. That's is why abused people abuse people. people that's why people. hurting people hurt people, yeah. right? Until it's they get well. they feel the same way. Until they get well, and the great news is they can get well. I can't dehumanize you unless I also see myself as less than human. Well, Bobby, we, we're talking about perception and reality on Monday nights at Living Free Ministries. Uh, we have a group meeting there on Monday nights at 6 o'clock. We have a group meeting on Thursday night at 6 o'clock. And tonight, uh, my friend Austin Malone from the Anchor Church, but Austin's from right here in Corinth, went to school at Algon Central. I uh, grew up in my neighborhood, fine young man. He'll be there tonight leading us in worship, uh, and uh, we'll have some testimonies and things. And our friends from uh, Kasu Methodist Church, Pastor Randy and group, uh, will furnish their meal. They do it the uh, third Thursday night of every month. They've been doing it for several years. You add up to plates, uh, you know, 75 plates every month uh, for the last three or four years or maybe even longer they've served a lot of plates just to us at living free on thursday night so i want to give a big shout out to uh, kasu methodist church it's definitely a church that's making a difference in their community there and pastor randy there and the stuff so i want to say thank you to them uh but i want to invite you tonight to be part of living free if you want to come uh another deal we're going to be giving away some cokes tonight I've got Cokes, a uh, big man Coke. Now, if you're a small man, don't come to get these Cokes. Uh, they're 2X, 3X, 4X, 5X, 6X, 7X. We got some big Cokes. They're new. They're really nice. If you need a Coke today, you come see me, find me. Uh, you can text me, 603-9829. Our friends, uh, Trey Albright and Stuart Green, made that possible at Living Free Ministries, and I want to say thank you. Uh, we're going to share a little hope by giving somebody a coat. You know, uh, I had a guy tell me last night he ain't had a coat in five years that fit him. I've got a coat that'll fit him. He needed a 6X, and I've got a 6X. So, hey, uh, if you're a big man and need a coat, I've got you a coat. So uh, you come see us tonight at Living Free Ministries, or if you're a text me today, I'll get you hooked up to get you a new coat. Uh, so another event that's coming up, and we're going to have – Don coming in in uh, uh, February the 10th is a day for pastors. Bobby, they say the pastor's a lot of times the most loneliest guy at the church house. 
Uh, so, but our our pastor Don Elliott at Grace Chapel has put together a day uh, for pastors, and they're going to have some worship. They're going to have pastors sharing and stuff. Uh, it's going to be a big event there at Grace Chapel on uh, February the nineteenth. It's free for all you pastors. Uh, if for all you who think you're a pastor, it's for you too. I mean, so I mean, if you consider yourself a pastor, we want you to be a part of that day. All right, so uh, Wesley, right quick, give us an update on the Freedom Center. We're yeah, running. things are things are going great at the Freedom Center. The guys just entered week eight that initially started the program, so their graduation date's right around the corner. Got some good things going on with them. Uh, seeing a lot of hope out of them. They're starting to participate even more, uh, do some things on their own. The other day went in, they were just doing Bible studies yeah. on their own. Last but, week, uh, last week, Wesley, when we left here, we got a phone call, a person that just wanted to call and wanted to just bring the person out there and drop them off. That ain't the way it works, right? Yeah, Quick, no, tell us. no, no, no. There's a, uh, there's organization to it, and there's process. a process that we that we walk through to get guys accepted into our program, and it starts at CorinthFreedomCenter.com. You know, you can call us or text us all you want, but you still have to go to CorinthFreedomCenter.com and fill out the application. There's questions on there that give us an insight on what we're dealing with and who we're looking at. By the and, way, it's super user-friendly. Go to yeah. CorinthFreedomCenter.com. Uh, there'll be a button to click i need help now you just click the button it'll pop you right up you can fill it right out it's super easy to do you can do it right on your phone where you're sitting right now uh and so um corinthfreedomcenter.com wesley once you get that application filled out wesley's calling yeah i'll be calling just within the next few hours wesley we got to pray to get out of here we got one minute you're the you're the guy that's going to pray us don't forget we got a golf tournament for the freedom center coming up april the 23rd if you want to be part of that need sponsors yep all right let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for another blessed day, for the opportunity to come here, Lord, and just uh, glorify your name and give thanks for, for the hope that you do provide, Lord. There's hope through your Son, Jesus, and we're thankful for that today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.